0: We're live, pal.
1: Here we go. We finally started seeing some big time games where the players wanted to play. And others, not so much. The SEC was looking really good against the Big Ten for a while, unless your team's from Alabama. We had a wild scene where a fake pastry mascot got lowered into a huge toaster. A quarterback from the West Coast showed up and showed out in the playoff. The stage is set. We know the final two teams standing. We are less than five days away. Andrew, talk to me.
0: Well, Terry, it's very, very clear to me that people should listen to our show because we called the four games to watch. The old Miss-Penn State game, Ohio State-Missouri, Alabama and Michigan, and of course Texas and Washington. Now, did I pick the winners correctly in all those games? Absolutely not. But this is what I'd like to say. I am a football fan. I love to watch football. I love X's. I love O's. I love in-game adjustments. This is what I don't love as a football fan. People that get on their Facebook, their Twitter, their Instagram, whatever social media they have, puff up their chest, jack their dick, and think that they're Billy Badass because some team from the SEC, this year anyway, lost. But you weren't rooting rooting for them anyway. It wasn't your team. You're just happy to see that they didn't win. And obviously that's the case with Alabama. How good is Nick Saban at Alabama? that they're now putting on the screen for everybody recapping this game. It's the first time in three years since he's been there that they won't win a national championship. He's never gone more than three years without a national title at the University of Alabama. This is his third season without one. Oh, and by the way, he lost game number 30 the other day to a team whose quarterback in a post-game interview probably confessed to the fact that they certainly were stealing signs and cheating, uh, so those accusations do have merit. I am of the opinion that it's good for college football to have another team win the game other than Alabama. This is also what I'm the opinion of. Michigan, you somehow get by Washington and Houston, Texas next week, they're going to take your national title from you the same way they took Reggie Bush's Heisman trophy and USC's national championship and all the rest, because it will forever be tainted when you have a head coach and a quarterback freely admitting that you cheated to win these football games.
1: You said a lot there. So let me, let me think about this. The thing that's been on my mind is not only was it, Alabama will go three years without a national championship. So the SEC is not going to be in the championship game, and it's been a while since that happened. Um, 2015. And then, while it's technically not two Big Ten teams this year playing in the national championship game, both of those teams are going to be in the Big Ten next year. So the Big Ten is going to start the season off next year with a team with the, with the defending national champions, no matter what happens and with a runner-up. And the SEC, on the other hand, is going to have both teams that lost the semifinal games. And both of those teams are going to have to figure out how to rebound to get back and, and um, defend those losses. So, um, this will be interesting. You know, we're about to hit a completely new era. You know, we'll have the 12-team playoffs. We haven't talked about that a ton. I'm getting sick of everybody's version of, hey, I bet you haven't seen what it would look like if we already had the 12-team playoff. It's like everybody thinks that that's their idea. And we didn't do that because that's stupid. I've seen it 35 times already. But anyway, that was a little bit of a off-topic thing. I just had to get a couple of things out. But um, those were two great semifinal games. And there were a couple of other great games, like you said. Some other games were just Horrible. I mean, people are trying to make some of these games mean something and they just don't. I mean, that Georgia-Florida State game didn't mean much of anything. Um, if you can figure out from that game what full-powered teams would have been like against each other, I don't know. They were both missing a bunch of players. I don't have a spreadsheet of of every player that was missing to tell who had the worst players missing i know georgia had their starting quarterback that's helpful um but he doesn't play defense Um, i don't know how much of their defense was gone but at some point i don't know it doesn't mean much it's not next year's team it wasn't this year's team a lot of these teams exist for one saturday one tuesday one thursday and then it's over i'm not saying that the bowls need to go away or anything like that but you know we've had multiple coaches come out and speak about it. Kirby Smart, um, Chip Kelly, talking about how things are. If i and there's definitely some I may, things that need to change. If, yeah, go ahead.
0: If I may, Terry, I have Kirby Smart's quote because I knew you would mention it. Yeah. This is what he said after the game. And for any of you sleeping under a rock, Georgia won sixty three to three. Talk about something that was not worth watching. The first quarter was great. After that. It was terrible, and we're going to talk about it But but this is what Kirby Smart said to Terry's point. People need to look at what happened tonight, and they need to fix this. Everybody is saying we had our guys. Florida State didn't have their guys. I can listen to all all that, but college football has got to decide what they want. All I know, things are changing and how things are going to change next year. But you know what? They – There's still going to be bowl games outside of the playoff. People need to decide what they want and what they want to get out of it. It's really unfortunate for those kids on the sideline that had to play in a game that didn't have their team's full arsenal. It affected the game 100%. Kirby hung 63 points on a very good Florida State team, but he did it without the Florida State players playing. Because we've created a system in the NCAA where it's okay to opt out of the game. It's okay to not play. It's okay to sit your ass. Now, no one's going to make an excuse for Jordan Travis. The man was hurt. right? And I truly believe as the leader of Florida State football, had he not been hurt, we would have seen a completely different football game. And not just because of his quarterback play, but because he wouldn't have had 25 opt-outs on his side of the ball. Here's the problem though. Georgia scores 7. Well, Georgia goes they turn the ball over on Downs first quarter. And then they score 7 and then they scored 35 unanswered. Hmm. And they scored after the one after the turnover on Downs, they scored 9 consecutive drives. And they did it without Brock Bowers who was hurt. Um, and they did. the The in the second half, they played the second and third team. Both quarterbacks, including Will Muschamp's kid, got time, got a chance, and Georgia put another twenty one points on Florida State. So, one of the things I mentioned, you mentioned. I love college football. I love the competitiveness. I think all of the shit talking about the SEC finally lost one. Listen, bitches, the SEC. Has won eighteen of twenty-two national championships since twenty twenty or t- two thousand. Sorry, it is the conference. It's the conference, whether you like it or not. So rooting for them to lose. Get a fucking life, okay? I'm rooting for them to lose. <laughs> get a fucking life with that shit, you know the you the people that were rooting that I'm talking about though, Terry, were like celebrating the. Like their fucking six and six team just won the national championship. Get the fuck off me. And I don't even say this as an Alabama fan. I saw people watching Texas rooting for Texas to lose. Or what, I'm like, what is wrong with you? I picked Texas to win. I picked Alabama to win. They both lost. I didn't root for Washington to lose right. any more than I rooted for Michigan to lose. I probably a, a little more cheering on the Alabama side. Be honest. But I will say this, you talk about execution problems, and I know we jumped from Georgia to Alabama, but the center for Alabama has entered the transfer portal. I saw and that. probably probably rightfully so, but but people that want to jump on that, oh Saban told him to get lost. Fourteen other players entered the transfer portal too today. Inside of about an hour, that was announced. So but that offensive lineman. You know I watch a lot of Alabama football. Yep. I ain't seen him had that snap problem all year long, Kerry. He ain't putting it on the ground like he did against Michigan. And I think there have been
1: co- a couple of games where he did, but not as that bad.
0: A dozen times.
1: Not that many. That's what I'm saying. Not that bad.
0: <laughs> and let's let's talk about it. Third quarter, Alabama's driving. They've made the adjustments at half because that's what Saban and his guys do. You're 1st and 10 driving into, into Michigan territory. And you have a bad snap and a 2nd and 11. You have another bad snap and all of a sudden it's 3rd and 23 while you were driving against the number one defense in the country. Crazy. And then Michigan special teams misses a damn pun- uh, extra point, muffed two punts, and that boy inside the last minute of the game is lucky he didn't step inside that end zone because he had three Alabama defenders all over him and that would have been a damn safety and what a way to lose the game.
1: Oh, and you he know, like so that tried to been, catch that it at five been, or something. Yeah, it's like That would have been ball in game first place, yeah. Yeah. It's just it's crazy how some of that stuff happens on the big stage. It's like you've had big games even before this one. Uh, I guess yep. It's just that much more.
0: And I, I, we're going out with a blaze of glory since this is our season finale before the uh, national championship. I said it four or five weeks ago, and I'm going to restate it. Michigan's admission of guilt with Harbaugh's suspension and the firing of the linebackers coach means they had no business playing for this national championship. Best team in the country or not. Um, Now you've got the quarterback admitting that, yo, well, 80% of the teams cheat, so we had to adjust. You know, they steal signs, we had to adjust. All right? That's a wonderful thing to go out and say. Because here's the thing. The NCAA is going to take the national title from them. That's what's going to happen. They're going to take it. And it doesn't mean jack shit. And quite frankly, if you needed the systemic cheating funded by the university... To go ahead and get this job done, then you're not the best fucking team in the country anyway. Third but, point: I don't expect to see Jim Harbaugh in a Michigan uniform, coaching hat, whatever you want to call it, next
1: year. Next year, okay. I
0: think. I think the NFL is calling. I I, I mean, I think he's going to be gone.
1: Yeah, there's plenty of opportunity there. I will say though,
0: and he doesn't want to deal with the bullshit. Let's face it. You think he wants to deal with the fallout? <laughs>
1: That's true. Just get away from it and let the school deal with it. But, and this is going to be a big shocker after shitting on them all year, but um, I don't know. If Penix comes out and plays like he did in that semifinal game, this is the first time he's played like that in months. You know, he was really – he started out the season that way. A lot of Heisman talk. He really slowed down the last half of the season and that's where we were really pointing to those struggles. But he was lighting it up. I mean, he was really lighting it up against Texas. It was nice to see both of these games come down to the wire, both Alabama Mm -hmm. and Texas. Um, It was almost like seeing a different version of the same thing because they both get to the red zone, and something just changes. It's like, why are we throwing – like with 12 seconds left, why are we throwing a screen pass out in the flats? What is the deal here? Uh, I don't know if they were trying to get, and this is Texas. I don't know if they're trying to get five yards or they'll be a little closer for the next play or something. But man, it, it um, some of this play calling inside the red zone with the, with when you're right there on the doorstep about to win the football game, it's just questionable. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely um, – I would definitely agree with that. I, I have a lot of respect for Sarkeesian and his offensive game plan. But Washington was never in jeopardy of losing this football game. My opinion. Okay, pretty close. Never in jeopardy. <laughs> um, and I say they were never in jeopardy because they come out and they led the way. And what I mean by that is, okay – We'll we'll punch first. You go ahead and you go match for match with us. The other thing is, I spoke with one of my buddies uh, about this Tuesday morning. When we were at the gym. One of the things that this reminds me of is Joe Burrow's 19 football team at LSU, where he had Chase and oh uh, uh, God, I just uh, Jefferson. He had Chase and Jefferson on the outside. You're in the national championship game against Clemson's vaunted defense and. Clemson's defenders couldn't have covered them any better. And the ball only went to where either Jefferson or Chase were going to catch it. And any closer it's pass interference. There's no way they could have defended those plays any better. And LSU rolls and wins the national championship uh, against a very good Clemson defense. But they targeted the young, I believe it was a sophomore at the time, Got him a little frustrated in the backside of the ball. Skolsky went out, the linebacker, uh, for targeting. But that's what this Washington offense reminded me of, was seeing a gunslinger with more than capable receivers. And I told you, and I told our audience, that I thought Texas was going to actually have a team with safeties and cornerbacks that we're going to test these guys. And Kela DeBoer and Pennix, they just kept coming and coming. What did he have, 450 yards or 430. something? 430,
1: yeah, 430.
0: 430, I mean, buddy, that's balling. If it you is. beat the number three team in the country and put up 450-plus yards, and we watched him beat Oregon twice, right? and I told you after the first time, They ain't going to beat them the second time because it's very difficult to beat a football team twice inside the same season. Um, And quite frankly, if we'd had a playoff this year, they might have gotten them three times. It's kind of crazy to think about, but they might have got them three times. But I thought they were really, really good football games, all of the other stuff aside, the chatter and the noise. Um, Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Saban's not going anywhere. Jalen Milrose coming back, the number two recruiting class is intact. Sarkeesian got probably more out of Texas, I think, than people thought he would this year, and that's why the disappointment's so high for them. Washington was on nobody's radar. Sorry, no offense to that team, but they weren't on anybody's radar even with Pennix early in the season because at some point everybody thought they were going to USC the season. I mean, they're going to lose a couple games and, it, it, you know, and of course the mighty michigan um who you know controversially is probably the best football team in the country they certainly have the best defense right. so i look forward i look forward to seeing what type of defensive scheme you're going to try to stop the washington offense with because to your point it's a great offense and we know in that category Washington's outgunned mm-hmm. they played enough defense but they don't play defense like Michigan not right. not even we're not even talking about the same thing
1: yeah I, I think, think yeah I think that uh what we saw you know I, I mentioned that we saw the the early season Penix come out again and, and he showed up but unfortunately for Alabama we saw a little bit of the early season Milro come out and I think that that you got to give credit to Michigan a little bit because mm. that offensive line wasn't holding back very well. And
0: well, um, I was going to say, I think the offensive line was a problem. And here's yeah. the other problem I didn't understand because I love talking the X of the Nose with you. The yeah. offensive line in the first half allowed five sacks. Right. Can't do that, especially against a Michigan football team. The second thing was, I don't know. I, this is the national semifinal. I get you want to protect him if you can, don't let him get hurt, whatever but the quarterback run other than the muff punt was the best offense that Alabama had in the first half. And they did not run Milrow the way that he should have been run in my opinion, because when they tried to run their conventional offense, every time he got sacked Terry, it was with an empty backfield. You know what my adjustment is? If I'm Tommy Reese after seeing that a second or third time, we're going to put a running back in that backfield or a fullback. And he's gonna help block and protect my quarterback because this doesn't work without him.
1: Well, it's a fullback. Not... This is 2024.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you get what I'm saying. Put someone yeah. back there to help protect him. Don't yeah. don't leave him empty. And then the 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 light in the offense was when he saw he had room to run and he just went going, you know, and he took off yeah I think there should have been a lot more of that. I don't think I don't think they should have relied on a passing game plan against this Michigan. Now, this is what I will say about Washington. That's their bread and butter. They love to throw the ball mm-hmm. uh in Seattle and they will test Michigan's cornerbacks and safeties. um I don't know. I don't think there's any reason to wait. Michigan wins a national championship.
1: well. I picked against
0: Washington four times. I get you, but this is why. This is why. I'll finish this thought. Their defense is going to grind Washington out. Yeah. And Blake Corum's is going to do what he did in against Alabama, and he's going to pick up steam in that second half. When that offense or defensive line of Washington starts to get tired, he's going to start chunking them, and they're going to run some old school football. And the Big Ten, the Big National Championships, going back to Michigan. And by the way. For the couple people that watch the uh, Michigan football and listen to this show, the last time you had a national championship was 1997. Fuck off. You had a share of it with Nebraska because Bob Greasy is calling the Rose Bowl with Brian Greasy, and all of the damn sports writers decided, Michigan, the big football team in the country. Fuck y'all. Nebraska took down Peyton Manning in Tennessee 42 to 17. And guess what? Brian Greasy's ass could have been next, and the Huskers still would have been undefeated. So fuck your shared national championship, which means I have no idea when y'all won another one, but I think it was like in the sixties or something when you won and won outright. So Nebraska uh should have won it outright. And this is the chance Michigan finally gets they're gonna win one outright. But um I think they do it with the defense. And I'm not I'm not saying now that Washington isn't a good football team cuz clearly they are. But I don't think they've got enough in the gas tank. Just me.
1: So I'm going to go a little wild card here. I'm going to say Washington gets two interceptions against JJ McCarthy and that decides it. And I'm going to pick Washington to win this. Surprisingly. Yeah. I, I would not have thought that that's what I would have picked anytime up until um, the semifinal. But I'm going to go ahead and pick Washington. Why the hell not? Let's go ahead and do it. So there what other go. games were good? We got a few here. I mean, Oklahoma played well of six turnovers. I mean. Buddy. I,
0: I think people want to print it on a shirt because I say it every week, if you can't protect the ball, you don't win a football game. And we knew Arizona was a decent football team, but they lost their yeah. quarterback to the transfer portal. Gabriel's gone to uh, Oregon, so that was done early. You know, um, you're not going to win a football game turning the ball over six times. You just And that was the Florida State problem, too. They turned the damn ball over. Um, and we'll get to Michigan or not Michigan, excuse me, Ohio state, and Missouri in a minute, but, um, yeah, buddy, I, I saw part of that Oklahoma game mm-hmm. and Oklahoma was up, I think at half 14 to 13, but you talk about the rails coming off in that second half. And it was all about the turnovers. That's it. I mean, I don't know that the university of Arizona football team has better athletes than Oklahoma. No, I, not I, at all. I, I, I don't think so, Um, but damn it if they didn't come to play. You know, you talked in the intro about teams that came to play. Mm -hmm. Arizona had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They did. This is a very good football team that had a very difficult schedule. I mean, they ran murderer's row in the Pac-12. They played Washington. They played Oregon. They played UCLA. They played um, Utah and USC. I mean, it just goes on and on and on, so... Uh, very good Arizona team. Good job for them. That's going to help with the recruiting. I think I think Oklahoma already locked down their transfer portal quarterback, uh, so they've, they've got the replacement in place. Venables is in his third year now. This will be his third year. Um, Oklahoma's not quick to make replacements firing people, so he'll probably get his time. But here's the thing, and I know our fans that hate the SEC love when I say it. Oklahoma's going to the SEC, and that's a big deal. Um, that's a big deal for them because the air raid, all offense of the big 12 is probably gone. Probably. There are still a few teams in the sec that play that style, but when we get to the Clemson and Kentucky game, Terry, another great game, you know, one we called would be a good one. I mean, Kentucky doesn't, doesn't tear it out. They run the ball. They run the ball.
1: So yeah, so Clemson scored four touchdowns in the fourth there. I mean, we really yeah. thought Kentucky had him a had him a bowl win here. Four yeah. turnovers. And then
0: and here's the thing that gets me, I I because I love football. I watched Dabo Sweeney celebrate like that, you know, somebody criticized him saying, Well, he looks, look at it, it looks like he's won the national title again. Dick, let the man celebrate. They win eight and four. That's the worst season he's had in a decade, and yeah, he has he won, won the national game. championship a couple times. So let him have his moment. And I when hope... the
1: Gator Bowl matters. I mean, we don't talk about the Gator Bowl as some big, big time bowl game, but you know, sometimes win that Gator Bowl and be happy about it. Be proud of your players. Do it. Nebraska beat Clemson in the Gator Bowl
0: while well, Dabo was the head coach. It was one of the early years,
1: but. So
0: we're okay with the Gator Bowl, you know? <laughs> we beat Georgia in the Gator Bowl, too. True story. So that was the Mark Rick years. Well,
1: but... if we're talking about our teams and bowl games, I will say that I went to the Music City Bowl in 2018, and Auburn put it on Purdue. But we almost saw the opposite happen against Maryland in this one. My Terry,
0: uh, let's talk about it since you brought it up, because I've watched a lot of Maryland football, I didn't think without Tagavaloa, this was a team that had that same, same ability. Uh, so maybe Mike Loxley's already got, uh, I will I'll call him Tagovailoa because I can never remember his first name. Talia? Talia. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe he's already got his replacement because yeah. against Auburn anyway, it was not good. It just was not
1: good. Well, I'll say that they hit hard. They were ready to play, they were coached well. Um, Whenever the running backs got the ball, whenever Peyton Thorne ran the ball at all, they got hit hard. They paid for it. Auburn just had seventy-six rushing yards. And Can't when do that. Auburn's good, and they had, they had their offensive line playing, they had their running backs, they had their starting quarterback that rushed for several hundred yards. They couldn't do it against Maryland. It, it was probably the worst showing from the offensive line all season. Maybe the New Mexico State game. You know, that was that was a big clunker, but it was bad. I mean, they just um they did not play a tough football game. And they just couldn't get the passing game going, couldn't get the rushing game going, turned the ball over four times. It was just a mess.
0: Well another another callback to your intro Apparently, Alabama played their worst offensive line football game this this uh, weekend, too, because that was awful, Yes, awful play. And, you know, things like that, the one thing you and I both know about the coaches we love and admire, Nick Saban will get it fixed. Mm-hmm. Hugh Freeze will get it fixed because Hugh Freeze knows that he has to be able to run the ball mm-hmm. to throw the ball. If, if he becomes one-dimensional and it's five steps back and the ball's gone, every defense in the SEC is capable of teeing off on that offense. doesn't matter which one it is. Fucking Vandy can defend that offense. But if you can run the ball and you open up so much of the other the plays, that's when you'll have a chance. So uh, I was really disappointed in Auburn for you, for me. Definitely.
1: Because it could have been a good game. I mean, it really –
0: I was shocked more than – I disappointed might be the wrong word. I was shocked that they just laid a damn egg.
1: Well, the first quarter, I mean, they gave up three touchdowns in the first quarter. And it just kept getting worse and worse. And it settled in. Then, you know, all the quarterbacks got in. So it was good to see them – of course, the defense was much softer in the fourth quarter, but the fourth-string quarterback, Hank Brown, came in. There's been a lot of tweets about him because he lit it up. Now, he lit up a soft secondary, but I've got to tell you, uh, the receivers were not dropping the ball like they did with the other quarterbacks. I don't know if he's – I don't know if, if the velocity and the placement and the spiral were just a little bit better from him. That's what we're hoping, but um, – you know, it, it just looked a lot better. Yeah. So there's some problems moving
0: forward. I, I like I said, you've got you got a big schedule in front of you, twenty twenty four. We'll time. be at the Iron Bowl together. You got Georgia on that schedule. Is it Oklahoma or Texas, y'all drew? Oklahoma. Hosting Oklahoma. O- hosting Oklahoma. That's right. Because you might have you might go to that game with a friend of ours. Um
1: I'm making a lot of trips. I don't know if I'm gonna make that one. <laughs> But um, we'll see.
0: I'm just saying, though. Yeah. It's it's going to get highly, highly, highly competitive. By the way, I misspoke last week or the week before when I said there were 18 teams in the Big Ten. It's only 16. But okay. it's still
1: a lot. It's still a lot. It feels like it, about 48 at this point.
0: Well, you keep talking about putting Florida State now in the Big Ten. That makes 17 teams. That's a yeah. lot of football teams. But anyway, um. On the Auburn thing, I'm looking forward to what Freeze is going to do with all that talent y'all got in the in National Signing Day, the transfer yeah. portal, et cetera, um, because I want to see good football. You know, the, I want to see an Iron Bowl game. I know you didn't like the outcome, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I want to see the closeness of the 2023 Iron Bowl game every time I turn the TV on to watch football. I don't – I'm not a guy – that likes the Georgia 63, Florida State 3. Yeah. And Georgia did it in the second half with their backups. You know what that tells me? Georgia, as we've talked about, is a program. These guys are ready to play. Oh, Florida State didn't have the right guys in. Bitch, you had your second and third string in too. So that's not really an excuse. The talent level is pretty equal. They scored 21 on you. And held you to zero.
1: I think it spoke to depth a little bit, Um, but
0: that was what I was getting at. Is we talk about these transfer portals and the signing days? You look at Georgia, though; they just keep reloading, buddy. They just keep, and they lost. What did they lose after that damn game? Fifteen people left, either by way of the transfer portal. Brock Bowers is in the draft. Several defenders in the draft. Cornerback Mims, the running backs gone to the draft. So. Georgia didn't necessarily lose them to the transfer portal. They're all going pro. So right. that's, a, that's a really good thing for Kirby Smart. But my point to illustrate that is, is that they are so deep, like you said. they are problems for everybody, no matter who it is. And I've said it a lot. You've said it a lot. If you're at these teams like a Georgia, a Michigan, um, an Alabama, a Texas, a Washington, a lot of these guys that are on the second and third team could start on the majority of teams in the country. If I've got the number five defensive lineman from the university of Georgia, that guy can play anywhere. If I got number six or seven cornerback or safety, that guy can play anywhere. You know, if you're looking at the depth chart, so it's a really good testament to what Kirby's done there, built there, the system is there. And here's the other thing, whether people want to hear it or not, Georgia was ready to play football. Florida State was not. And Georgia went out and they executed their football game. They played the game. And here's the other thing, and no one will ever convince me otherwise. That was a big old fuck you from Kirby Smart to everybody else that didn't think he had one of the best teams in the country. Because he won't going to lay an egg. He won't going to let down. And they right. they didn't take off the gas either. I think though, like like us, Kirby wanted a competitive game that really tested his guys, and he didn't get it, and that was where the, a lot of his disappointment comes from.
1: So let's sh- Let's let's shift gears a little bit. I don't know what I was saying there. So uh, a couple of other. My words,
0: quit stealing <laughs> gimmick infringement. So there were
1: a few um, we talked about, you know, I talked about the SEC versus Big Ten games where we had several. There's three games here, Missouri, Ohio State, Ole Miss, Penn State, LSU, Wisconsin. The SEC was having a good day, and it was a really good day other than the Music <laughs> City Bowl. But um, some good football in these games, you know, Ohio State, that is what it is. They probably had quite a few guys not there, so that hurt. But Missouri, still don't think Missouri gets enough credit. Cody Schrader is a heck of a running back. He had 128 yards and a touchdown there. But Missouri plays defense, and they run the ball, and they do it well. And that's what they did, 14-3. to stops on State this game. Cottonball.
0: I absolutely love this football game. You talk about a struggle, Terry. This one right here was a battle of wills inside the trenches, and Missouri won the battle there in the fourth quarter. I'm very disappointed in Marvin Harrison Jr. did not play. They didn't even announce it till what an hour and a half was it ninety minutes before game time that he wasn't going to play. Uh, um, so it was late.
1: Yeah,
0: obviously McCord is done. He's on to Syracuse. They bring in the backup quarterback, first play of the game. Was it the first play or the second play? Maybe the first series. But he got smoked, so he's out. Now you got the third-string quarter, third right. quarterback for Ohio State in. Now, before everybody goes crying for the University of Ohio State, the Ohio State, mind you, just remember what we're talking about when we're talking about a guy that's the third-string quarterback at the University of Ohio State. I bet you he's a good football player. I bet you that dude could play some football.
1: Here's They the won thing, a though, national we, championship with a backup quarterback for I
0: Yeah, Cordell Jones. We're going to put it on. now. But I will say this. That was a different backup quarterback. That I get was it. A, I get that it. Was, that Obviously. was a little different. I mean, they lost 14 to three. Four they yeah, 6'4", had... 265, buddy. He was a different style of quarterback. But the thought on Missouri, I've said it for weeks, Missouri is a very good football team. They
1: are. The
0: thing that intrigues me about the 12-team playoff is a team like Missouri is that spoiler. You put them in in the, the 9 seed, 10 seed, 11 seed, 12 seed, they're going to beat somebody. They're that team that's going to beat somebody. So I really enjoyed the game. I thought Ryan Day's play calling was stale for Ohio State. Uh Jerkowitz, good job getting his first win. I think he's 0 or he was 0-2. So this was the third, third try. And look, he did it at the Cotton Bowl and he did it against Ohio State. Whether whether people want to accept it or not, Ohio State had a really good defense because they held this high fly in Missouri offense. To 14 points right? Cody Strader only ran For 150 yards or whatever it
1: was This
0: is a guy Or 128 This is a guy that's been racking it up
1: 150,
0: 180, 200 All purpose yards Because he's doing the kickoff returns Punt returns As well as being a running back And a receiver So this is a guy that balls out And Ohio State's defense to their credit Was fully intact and, and played like the number five or six defense in the country, whatever they were rated. But here's a great transition, because me and Terry are getting better at this. The highly um, rated Penn State defense apparently decided not to show up, and favorite coach of the show, Big Game Lane Kiffin, gets win number 11 in Oxford. Terry, they've never had 11 wins in Oxford, and Big Lane got it done there's a reason they're going to extend that contract for him and make sure he's not going anywhere because what has he won, 30 games in his three years at, at Old Miss? Big deal. I mean, it's a big deal for him to be that successful already. And what a way to cap off your week where you had the number one transfer portal class in the country and now you've beaten Penn State and we all watch it's a very good defensive football team but Lane Kiffin overcame their schemes and he did better against them than Michigan mm-hmm. he did better against them than Ohio State did and and I'm talking measurables points right. yards possession first downs and and look one thing old miss has got to clean up before they start playing next year They had way too many penalties in this game. So it's Mm -hmm. not just a love fest for Lane Kiffin. Although I love that Terry calls him big game Lane. Because every big game he's folded like a chair. This was not the case. For Lane Kiffin.
1: Yeah, that's the one I like.
0: Yeah, this was not the case. So um, it's not fair to say every game he folded like a chair. Because he had a couple good ones at Tennessee against Alabama. But um, bottom line is, Old Miss is going to be a team... That can compete in the SEC. And statistically. I was watching the uh, schedule. I don't know if you've seen Georgia's schedule. At all. They open the season with Clemson. Okay. So they're going to play Clemson. And then they have to play. Alabama at Tuscaloosa. They play. Texas at Austin. And they play Ole Miss. In Oxford. And then they get Auburn at between home. the hedges, you know, at home. The week
1: after they go to Tuscaloosa. Totally.
0: After they go to Tuscaloosa.
1: Yeah, so we're hoping. So for, anybody
0: that we're gave. We're hoping Alabama
1: hits them really hard the whole time. Bruises. Anybody,
0: folks. though, that gave gave Georgia shit about having a week-ass schedule this year, that is not yeah. the case next year. I it's promise not, you.
1: I mean, it's not Florida's <laughs> schedule. Florida's, Florida's is unreal, I mean. They've got, you know, the SEC schedule with the extra teams in there, and they've got Florida State, as they always do. Yep. They've got Miami, and they've got UCF. Three power, whatever we're calling it, power conference opponents next year yep. from the state of Florida. That's And this guy, you know, we talk about at some point, maybe next week we really start running down coaches that are, um, trying to hold on to their jobs next year. You can start right there with those. His guys. seat is his seat
0: is toasty warm, buddy. I promise Absolutely. you, because I'm surprised he made it through this season. I will say it for Terry. Billy Napier somehow is still employed at the University of Florida. <laughs> but halfway through next season, it don't look like he's gonna be employed any longer. I mean, that is a tough um,
1: that's a tough hill to climb next year. If he
0: if he ain't got Tebow's two thousand eight football team down there in, in Gainesville, I don't know that they get it done at all. Um I it sounds like all those games could be at the swamp and it wouldn't make any difference, you know? The uh that's a schedule. That is a schedule right there. Oh, so, but they know how
1: to beat Tennessee. <laughs>
0: they do and they beat them bad god and you and i didn't even didn't even think florida was going to be in that football game the way they because oh, they pl- they played they like shit the them. week before <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so and then the third game that we talked about you said we got a uh, lsu
1: wisconsin
0: man Reliant lsu
1: Bowl.
0: LSU let me down a little bit i thought this would be a runaway but i will say this with jalen daniels at quarterback it would have been a runaway um, but Brian Kelly fired half his defensive staff today. Defensive coordinator's gone. Yeah, they still got Diaco, which they don't know exactly know what he's going to do, and they got an outside linebackers coach. Everybody else is gone. Um, so he said that ten and three isn't good enough. We're going to compete for national championships here in Baton Rouge, um, because we're going to quote graduate champions. That's his line. Well, here's the problem it ain't a defensive coaching problem you sir aren't even the fifth or sixth best coach in the sec you're terrible and things just got a lot harder with Stark coming to town and venables finding his footing saban ain't going anywhere um I think you could probably hang a coat off of Lane Kiffin's dick right now, considering how hard that thing has to be after the recruiting class or the transfer class he signed, and then hit yeah, the bowl game. Yeah, we definitely earned the E this He, I mean, he got it big time, and I always earn the E. Stop it. <laughs> so um, listen.
1: So the reason that he fires offensive defensive staff. You don't need
0: blue chew. That's all I was saying, Terry. Lay hey, no don't,
1: They're not paying. And
0: them. by the way, that that wife of his is 20 years his younger, and it don't seem to slow him down either. So, um, Well, when you anyway. have a,
1: a Big Ten West team get over 500 yards of offense and score 31 points on you, it doesn't matter which one yeah. it is. You didn't play much defense.
0: Well, they got the second-best Big Ten West team, and then Iowa laid an egg against damn uh, Tennessee, Tennessee. 35-0.
1: to I mean, this is the same thing over and over again. This is where I was saying the SEC was really rolling with these games, except for Auburn and Alabama. You know, it it is what it is. But Tennessee, you know, I, I entertained picking Iowa in this before I thought better of it because with Milton out, I thought, who do they have? Well, they had enough to win thirty-five to nothing. That's what they had.
0: I didn't think better of it because I thought their defense was pretty well intact. Yeah. Obviously, their punter was going to be busy because their offense sucks. And Milton was out. Milton was your trigger man the whole year for Tennessee. Right. I and that
1: was a late, late decision it for him was. to not. We criticized play. that last week because yeah, it's one of those. That was one of the guys we pointed to. It's like, what did he practice this whole time? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, sit out. And one thing that I, think, I, I, I just your theory don't was probably
0: right, though, buddy. I don't mean to interrupt you, but well, your they theory knew it was early. probably right. He yeah. probably knew it a lot earlier because that quarterback was way too well prepared to have yeah. only taken second team snaps for two and a half right. weeks. You know? Yeah. I you mean, don't tell him to. And I'm being serious. Yeah. Yeah. He was really well
1: prepared. Well, one thing, and I don't know. I don't really have much of an opinion on this, but. Maybe I do. If you opt out of the bowl game and you're leaving the team, that should be treated like opting out of the team. These guys shouldn't be getting these trips out of this. I mean, why are they on the sideline?
0: You're spending school resources. Now I get why someone like Jordan Travis is on the sideline. Well, he's injured. someone like someone like Brock Bowers. Bowers was injured. You know, I get why they're on the sideline. But to your point, if you said, "Guys, I'm not playing in the game," okay, well, you just lost your plane ticket. Just because I
1: decided to, yeah, yeah. And I know no, it's for lost- that, and I'm not going to criticize that decision. These these are individuals that are looking at their future, making that decision based on that. But to me, you decide that you're not playing. You also decide you're not on that team anymore. That's that's just my well- opinion on it.
0: Well, and let's face it, Terry. Unless I know we're not entry. we're we're not rambling tonight, but we're being pretty uh, concise. Yeah. But let's be let's also be honest about it. Um, you're getting paid, and you're on scholarship. Mm-hmm. Play the game. That's where I'm at on it, and I know I sound like such a hard ass when I say that.
1: But well, I do think take, the transfer take... portal thing. I mean, the timing of that really sucks.
0: It, it really, really gets sucks. In the
1: way of that. Yeah.
0: And then you got National Signing Day on top of it after the seat uh-huh. and all that. But this is my this is my uh my thought process. Arch Manning, I think will be a great football player when we finally see him. University of Texas. Now he's the backup quarterback. Yeah. Is Malik uh Murphy. was it Malik Moore? Murphy. Murphy. Malik Murphy's moved on to Duke. And we talked about that last week. Arch Manning's made $1.8 million to sit on the bench. Right, just, yeah. At the University of Texas. Mm-hmm. The leading football team in the NFC in the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy, Chubba Purdy's brother. Go Nebraska. um, Who actually come out of the University of Iowa State, by the way. Good Lord. how they find him? It's going to make $800,000 this year. I have a really good job. I'm not jealous of either of these guys and the money they make. I do. I do five. Um,
1: I gotta I, tell I you, survive. I'm not making eight hundred thousand. But I'm not, not making, making eight hundred grand million.
0: And I'm not making it's one point eight, and he's sitting 2. on the 8. bench. That's the part, and that's the disparity. It is a million dollars different. And you've got the premier football team in all of football at the pro level, and the quarterback makes eight hundred grand. Arch Manning hasn't really taken a significant snap, and he's got one point eight million dollars.
1: Hell, I'm a starter at my job, and I make a lot less.
0: That's what I'm saying, dude. I am Nick Saban at my job. Um, <laughs> I don't get paid that kind of money, but I am the decider, the decision maker, the guy that calls the shots. But the point being, I'm not jealous of that, like money. I take credit applications, put car deals and stuff together all day. I see the obscene amount of money people make, and I see the very sad amount of money people make for what they do. It's just part of the deal. So the money part doesn't get me, except it's like a job. So if you have played football for 12 games, and now you've decided, I'm just going to opt out of this game, it's not that I'm hurt or I'm anything else. I just don't want to play. But they paid you a half a million dollars, as an example. Caleb Williams. To be the representative for the University of Southern California, and all of a sudden now nah, I don't I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm just not going to play. What? What? I yeah, mean, I, you actually you you're employed. That's what that is. You're employed. You know. Um. So I don't get it. I don't understand it. But well, it's
1: okay. and you know, obviously we've looked at the season's about to end. We've been doing shows every week what do we look at like we talked about doing a wrap-up episode next week obviously we'll talk about the national championship game but we'll have a total of one game to talk about what else do we talk about and might be a good idea for what would be our suggestions on things that need to change and honestly i think these type of things when they make big changes like this uh two things occur one is they put it out there something um teams figure out a way to take advantage of certain rules. So then they have to tighten up the rules a little bit, or it gets so bad that it ends up in court and the court decides yep. it. So we're getting both of those things happen right now. So I think, um, you know, there will be adjustments, whether the adjustments are made internally by the NCAA or their conferences, or if judges have to decide stuff. It's going to be very different two or three years from now. And I think this problem will be managed to some degree. Um, But I don't know if it's any way that we have in our heads right now. Some wild card thing might show up. Who knows? Here's here's a thought, Terry, because we are fair and balanced, far better than Fox News.
0: (laughs) Um, I'll make fun of Nebraska on this.
1: I'm not always balanced. I do like the bourbon.
0: Dylan Riola. Number one quarterback. Uh We got him. I love it. I loved hearing the commentators talk about it during the Georgia-Florida State game that he went to Nebraska. He just signed an $800,000 NIL, and he hasn't graduated high school. Uh He's got an $800,000 NIL at 18 years old, and he hasn't even enrolled in college yet. He's not a graduate of high school. And it's not—it's crazy. See, that's what I'm saying. I can—I can even talk about this with Nebraska. It's absurd that you're going to give an 18 year old that kind of money. I get he's got talent that only God can give somebody legitimately, mm-hmm. but that $800,000 and he still got to finish school. That insanity. Here's the other thing that's interesting, and I wonder how they'll handle it. And this may be something we talk about next week. Just a little teaser for you, because my buddy and I were talking about it. He said, I don't think if you get NIL money, you should get a scholarship, because you're taking
1: away from the university. Well, I think we're probably headed in a direction where they don't even go to class, so I don't even know.
0: (laughs) But I mean, it's a pretty valid point,
1: though. Yeah.
0: But The one thing about the scholarship was it was the carrot and the stick. The benefit of going to school and getting your degree was you were going to pay for it. And you're a good enough football player that we're going to do that. To your point with the NIL, you're a good enough football player we will pay you to come here. But what stipulations and rules are there on NIL and grade point averages and classes? and Like, say, it's going to be a lot of litigation and a lot of changes. I gave it a five-year window. That football won't look the same. I don't think it takes five years. I I mean, I honestly don't think we make it five years, college football.
1: Well, realistically, what we're saying is, um, think about this. Hey, here's a million and a half dollars. Now, we need to make sure you go to class so that you have a future. (laughs) What? Yeah. You're handing me a million and a half dollars. Why do I need a future? I've got a million and a half dollars. I can make more money, but. Right now, I've already made seven figures
0: at 18 years old, yeah, or 19
1: or 20 you year get, old, or very, whatever it is. Or young, like in Bonanza's case, 45, you know, that kind of
0: 45, yeah, I'll him and Arn Anderson, <laughs> him and Arn Anderson, they've been 45 for 40 years. So, um, <laughs> shout out to our man, the new Hall of Famer, but yes. uh going to be a good time anybody likes wrestling Arn Anderson's going into the Hall of Fame he won the Frank Gotch Award that is for somebody who is a contributor and teacher to people in the business as someone who works on his podcast I cannot say how happy I was about that even if he is a Georgia Bulldog and was very salty that Alabama beat them so uh, roll tide Arne but yeah, very well deserved. Congratulations to him. But It uh, does yeah.
1: remind me when I met Tony Shivani for the first time, who's also, you know, Hall of Famer there. Um so Gordon I, I Award. A, I gave him a big uh, war eagle and um showed him my shirt that I was hiding under my under my jacket or whatever. So he threatened to break my phone. So those are some fun guys. <laughs> unfortunately they're Georgia fans we can't help that
0: yeah we you can't you can't you can't we had no nothing to do with raising them we can't help that they picked the wrong SEC team um but they did pick the Southeastern Conference so no one of those things though God, again congratulations to Arn and Tony but uh back on our football talk here one of those those interesting things you're talking about with the litigations and stuff is Does scholarship numbers matter anymore if you're paying people to come to come to uh, your football team? Because remember, back in the day, you could have one hundred and twenty five people on scholarship. Then the NCAA cut it to eighty five. If I can pay you enough money, I don't have to give you a scholarship so we can still build a super football team, Terry, because they paid Arch Manning and I know I use Arch Manning. But they paid true. Arch Manning enough money to sit his ass on the bench and not play football. <laughs> what does
1: what does a scholarship mean when you are paying that much? You're right. I mean, because that scholarship costs nowhere near as as much as that if, I'm a, if I'm getting
0: if I'm getting a million dollars, the University of Austin Tech or University of Texas at Austin. I don't care what country or what city I'm from for out of state tuition. It don't cost that damn much
1: to go to school. Well, regard- so. This is kind of something I've talked about. It's all related, so I talk about the 133 teams, and it's growing every year. That is, hey, spoiler fans,
0: it's too many teams. That's well, what
1: Terry thinks. But but that's where the 85 scholarships came from. I love you because we're, we wanted to balance it out. Not that it did. You know, you still got Liberty. Who was? Oh, we didn't talk about
0: that game. Go ahead, Terry. Use well, uh, we point. did
1: talk about Bo Nix being forty-five years old, and I'm about to talk about Liberty, but but Liberty, you know, dominated their conference, went undefeated, and got dominated by Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. You know, they had
0: a good first. Corner. There's no
1: balance. There, this this idea that there's balance between the Power Five and the Group of Five or the Power Four, Power Two, whatever we're calling them, it's not going to happen. And that's where, yeah, you know, me. Chuck, I guess uh, Chip Kelly, he spoke to that a little bit about the the two, basically the two separate sets of leagues mm-hmm. and how they're just completely different. I mean, if that's really the, the balance mm-hmm. of strength and, com, and power there uh, between, you know, the Alabamas, the Ohio States and a team like this. But, you know, it doesn't matter well, what you do. These teams aren't going to compete. Well, we got
0: two instances we can talk to, and one is fun to make fun of you. UCF successfully went undefeated and beat Auburn to do it in the Peach Bowl in 2016 or 17. 17, eight, I think. Whatever it was. Liberty Maybe. goes 13-0, and has a very good season, great statistics, good players, and they run, you know, they're going to play Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. And Oregon... Goes down to Liberty 6-3 to three in the first quarter. And it was all downhill from there. Uh, right. Um, what did you say? Bo Nix threw for five touchdowns?
1: Bo I mean, Nix had, had 383 yards and five touchdowns. Oregon yeah. had 584 <laughs> yards of offense. And they slowed down in the second half.
0: Yeah, there was, I mean, it was a runaway. And so what Terry and I are really getting at here, and we've talked about it for weeks now, is the disparity in talent because if you give me the option to pick Liberty's leading defender, regardless of position, and you give me the option to take Alabama's third-string defensive tackle, I'm picking Alabama's third-string defensive tackle. It's that simple. As good as the Liberty player may be, there's a reason he's not playing for Alabama. There's a reason he's not playing for Michigan, Auburn, Texas, USC, name the team. And it's it's not meant to be disrespectful towards Liberty because there have been great players make it out of some of these teams. Um, I used to be a big-time Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Ben Roethlisberger came out of Miami of Ohio. Ben Roethlisberger... Had a ton of winning seasons, two Super Bowl appearances, three Super Bowl appearances, excuse me. Two time Super Bowl champion, multiple records. He didn't play for a big name team, but he didn't win a hell of a lot of games while he was at Miami of Ohio either. But when do you see a six foot four, 265 pound quarterback? I mean, not a lot. That's what he was. You didn't see a lot of those types of guys. So. Roethlisberger was a little bit of enigma anyway. Um, And he was so tough. But I'm not saying, you know, I guess what I'm getting at is you're going to find those guys that are those really, really, really good players. But I'll take your second and third string picks from the group of five or from the power five before I ever pick your starters on the group of five.
1: That being said, this Fiesta Bowl had Bo Nix Obviously, former Auburn quarterback. And after this Fiesta Bowl, Liberty's quarterback entered the transfer portal, and there's huge expectations he may be headed to Auburn next year because he played for Hugh Freeze for two years at Liberty. um, And he's decent. I think um, he could come over there and compete. So it might be the, the past of Auburn and the future of Auburn. Past beat the crap out of the future. But you know, these were Hugh that'd Fraser's really, players.
0: That'll be really good for you, though, because if he already knows the system and the coach yes. and there's a familiarity there, you can't replace that. You can't, right. you you know, there's not there's something to be said about that. So we'll see what happens that, there. That'd be really good for them. Um all I need though, I made the joke to my buddy Ian, who's a huge Clemson fan. I need to find a Tyler from Spartanburg. To call Matt Rule every week in Lincoln, Nebraska and just get him <laughs> all fired up. You didn't say so it. That, right. yeah. You mean Tyler from Spartanburg. <laughs> from Spartanburg. If we're talking about wish lists, though, that's on the wish list. I need somebody to get Rule fired up. Cause when he gives a he, he gives a pregame speech, he'll get him he'll get him ready to run through a wall. Um, you know, the same way Kirby does and Sabin does and Harbaugh does, and, um, so, the good news is, Terry, after all of this, we do have one potentially phenomenal football game left. To everybody's cheering, the SEC is not in the football game. They will not have a chance to win the national championship for the first time since 2015. Fun fact, it was Ohio State and Oregon, and it was Ohio State that got the win. So, um, Alabama lost to Oregon that year or to Ohio State that year and I thought Oregon beat who did they beat Florida State I think they beat Florida State that year so um 2015 first time since there won't be a ACC or a SEC representative but I will say this about the SEC Terry cuz we just spent a lot of time talking about it and they were pretty successful this bowl season. The sky is not falling just because they're not playing for the national championship. So, um, they will be back. So, I'm uh, very, very confident of that. And I do know, November the 30th, circle that calendar, buddy. We going to
1: Tuscaloosa
0: to watch the Iron Bowl.
1: Thanksgiving in T-Town. Yeah. <laughs> we'll oh, God,
0: we're going to have so. We're gonna have so much fun being the old people in the crowd, you know. Oh, there's plenty of old and... people in there. What are, <laughs> the 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 <laughs> what are you
1: talking about? They're the ones that can afford the tickets. What are you talking about?
0: They're the ones that can afford the tickets. Allison right. said that to me. That was our joke at Mercedes-Benz. She said, Andrew, he said, there's a lot more older people here than I thought there would be. I said, That's because they can afford to buy the seats for the place. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, but my tickets weren't un- they weren't unreasonable, but you're talking about several hundred dollars, you know. So,
1: you know, there's like six other is. games here, and I don't know. I mean, a couple of them are worth Notre Dame whips Oregon State. Oregon oh. State's another team that didn't really have anybody <laughs> playing. Top two quarterbacks Buddy. were in the transfer portal.
0: That was ugly. And um, mentioning or- mentioning Oregon State, two things. Number one. Biggest win for Notre Dame in history, at least it was by a coach I kind of like, in Marcus Freeman. Even though he played for Ohio State, fuck them today, tomorrow, and forever. That got that out of the way. Number two, DJ's going to Florida State. Right. So that is conf- – because I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name. But DJ from the Beavers by way of Clemson is now locked in for Mike Norvell's Florida State team. And uh, his that backup
1: was- is headed to Michigan State
0: with his head coach. Yeah. Yep. So Oregon State, uh, that success we saw. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for the Beavers, the good news is I guess they'll be the best team in the Mountain West or whatever. But... Uh,
1: well, no, they're in a two team Pac twelve. Yeah. They're right. gonna play a Mountain West schedule. They um uh, the Oregon State and Washington State won the rights to the to the conference. And uh the other teams, I guess, thought they could Skip town and still, still get a piece of it. But they don't work that way. If you leave somebody behind, they inherit the whole thing. So they're holding on to that and they're figuring out what they'll do. I kind of wonder if the Mountain West will merge with the Pac-12. But we'll see. I don't know. Well, I got
0: reminded on Facebook because I follow several of the historical accounts of football, mm-hmm. the college football. Like I follow the Ghost of the Orange Bull, so they do the Orange Bull thing. Um, Warren Moon played in, uh, don't quote me, but I think I'm pretty sure it was Warren Moon played for Washington in the pack eight and they won the Rose, and they won the Rose bowl that year. Uh, pretty sure I have that right. That Warren, I'm going to look it up while we talk. So that's back when the conferences
1: would actually change the numbers
0: (laughs) (laughs) when they they added to he had the Pac Eight before it was the Pac Ten and later the Pac twelve. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that was Warren Moon at Washington. That
1: um And I sure mentioned this before. That does remind me of one of my favorite moments in um conference realignment history when the Big Ten had twelve teams and the Big Twelve had ten teams. That was so fantastic. He did
0: he did play for the University of uh Washington, yeah but um yeah, Warren Moon, hold on. Let me.
1: So, while you're looking at that,
0: 1977 he led the Huskies to a Pac-8 title and a 27-20 upset in the Rose Bowl over Michigan. That's why it popped up on my on my feed today. But yeah, it was Warren Moon. Sorry about that. Yeah, oh, Warren no Moon. Problem.
1: Paco so I said, led. go ahead.
0: Oh, no, just let him over Michigan. And and I'm about on a fuck Michigan kick, kind of like Ohio State and <laughs> Iowa. So the Big Ten is getting victimized this week. In
1: Oregon, Washington, all y'all coming to the Big Ten, USC, get is ready. No he one, may add you to the list pretty soon. <laughs> no one's
0: safe. No one's safe.
1: I'm and if sitting Nebraska's here saying.
0: If Nebraska starts winning, I'll be insufferable.
1: (laughs) If Nebraska starts winning, he says. Anyway, so I said there wasn't much to talk about with the other bowl games, but I forgot one of the most important things to talk about. Did you see the Pop-Tart mascot with a little sign being lowered into the toaster and he starts, like, panicking and throws the sign out. <laughs> and then he goes so down good. in there. And there's two guys waiting on him to come out. He didn't pop out the top like you would expect. I don't know what kind of weird toasters they have out there. But it went down. And then it came out the bottom and the side. And then they start eating this giant Pop-Tart. It's got eyes and a mouth. Absolutely weird incredible. Situation.
0: Yeah, it was fun. And I've
1: seen a lot of memes where people have taken that and they wrote something else on the sign as he gets lower down in there. I don't know what the sign really said, but uh, that's about all we're talking about with that Pop-Tarts Bowl. Kansas State beat NC State by a couple of touchdowns.
0: I think I picked Kansas State to win that game.
1: I picked NC State. If the team won, I probably did not pick them. That's how it's going.
0: Yeah, apparently we need Brian Haremza on this show because he beat us in the picks. I didn't look at my final score. I don't think I got beat terrible, but it was I mean, I was about five hundred or above five hundred. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little below
1: five hundred. I I am solidly in fourth place. And there's yeah. no way for me to get anything else. So Yeah, I, I don't think we is. can win. Yeah, exactly. I don't
0: think we can win, Terry.
1: I don't know that there's uh, much more to say today unless you have some big thought process here. No, the biggest thing head.
0: is the biggest thing is we uh regardless, Terry picked Washington, I picked Michigan. We do that for our own reasons. Um, I want to see a good football game. Absolutely. That's what that's ultimately what I want. I want to see a really good football game. I want to see Michigan prove they're the best team in the country, and I want to see Washington do the same. Because the one thing, like you, Terry, I love about the Washington storyline is they've been doubted all year. Shit, we've done it on this show. We said they couldn't beat Oregon. They did it. Said mm-hmm. it, I said they couldn't beat Oregon a second time. They did it. Said, ah, oh, they won't get by Texas. They got too good a defense. They did it. I so, said the whole
1: conference wasn't good. I've been saying the Pac 12 is not as good as the other conferences. And they went out and they won. I mean,
0: yep.
1: not that I was really putting the Big 12 at the top or anything, but. Um, I'm just ready. And you know, one thing I would like to see, I would like to see somebody win the national championship and there's no doubt, and we won't see it taken away from them. That's one reason I so, i would hope that. Washington so what Terry
0: just said is he wants Washington to win.
1: <laughs> there we go. Might as well. Because
0: I mean, and, and this is serious. I know I get a little sarcastic and snarky and even motherfucky and all that. I really do believe the NCAA is that petty they'll take the national championship away from Michigan after they let him go to the damn thing to begin with in the right. first place.
1: Yeah. That's, That's the part that, that gets works.
0: me is if if Harbaugh was guilty, and we can talk about this next week, I'm going we'll just preview it. If Harbaugh and hey, ask our fans, what what would you do? What do you guys think, if you're listening to the show, was the appropriate response to Michigan? Should, they, should Harbaugh have accepted a three-game suspension? Is that an admission of guilt? It is firing the linebackers coach further admission of guilt? Is your quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, coming out and saying, we had to adjust to the systems here because you know 80% of people are stealing signs? Is that an admission of guilt? And if so, does Michigan really deserve to ever have been in the playoffs?
1: He was wrong. 100% of everybody's still in signs.
0: Should the NCAA? Yeah, but to the level that Michigan did it? Well, inside the
1: game. I mean.
0: Yeah. But categorically, I mean, it had to be systemic. You and I talked about it on a previous show, Terry. You're buying airplane tickets. You're buying tickets to football games. I mean, it's systemic. And that's a completely different sort of animal than you do. Doing the bang-bang sign and me being like, hey, that's the double-A gap blitz. Make sure we get that extra protection in there. Because he did that the last time, and that's what they did. Okay, I just stole your, your sign, Terry. It's not me filming you for three and a half hours getting every signal, every signal single signal so that I can use right. them against you later. But anyway, Definitely. is it systemic? Do they belong? Are they the best football team? Maybe we'll put a poll out. You tell us. We love feedback, even from our buddy Dave, who was quite the sourpuss because Florida State got left out. i to be honest, I would be too. I think he's got a bitch. I really do. I think it's legit because, and it ain't because Alabama lost. but well, I mean, I've already told you all this.
1: The system the debate, sucks.
0: the de- The system sucks, and the debate to me should have been between Texas and Alabama. Don't don't penalize Florida State, right? You know, and then. On the other hand, you didn't show up to your bull game and they lost by sixty points. So it's kinda hard to defend you.
1: Well at it's that kinda point, hard I don't
0: know. It's I kinda hard it. to defend it's kinda hard to defend your will though at that point. Because you just forfeit it. You know, you don't even have the you don't even have the will to play. And I don't like that. So but I miss oh, well. playing football. So there yeah. you go
1: i haven't played a football game in decades so yeah tw- that's twenty years are here yeah
0: 20 years buddy for me so i get it that's decades uh, that's decades yeah it's plural thank you phoning out yeah, the you're age. welcome i appreciate i appreciate i'm helping it, you it. out
1: with your math it's decades
0: get it go ahead and get me get me <laughs> while you can uh so next week i think let's go ahead and we will tease this number oh, one yeah. thank you at, Thank you, everybody, for hanging with us. The football season is officially over next Monday night. Don't miss the bowl game or the championship game. It will Mm -hmm. be worth watching, I'm sure, Um, or at least I hope so. God, please don't be another blowout like TCU and Georgia. Number two, we are going to pivot because football season is over. Mm -hmm. So uh, the TNA top 10 does not go away. But we are now the TNA podcast potentially with some ideas that Terry and I are going to talk about offline. Still going to have the top 10. We're always going to have the top 10. Big Um, ideas.
1: Big ideas.
0: One of them is the top 10 Nebraska football teams from 1962.
1: I don't remember talking about that. Terry cannot
0: wait for that episode. We don't need a
1: 10 hour episode,
0: he cannot wait. For me to talk about Nick Saban's top 10
1: After a little bit, it would would just be, you would hear one voice after a while. I would go to bed and let him finish (laughs) up. And I'll hit the stop button in the morning while he, you know. I might be asleep by
0: then. Yeah, I might be done. But no, (laughs) seriously, guys, we're going to pivot. Hey, if you've got ideas for things you'd like us to hear break down, if you like Terry's analytical mind and my crazy ass, then hey. Oh,
1: speaking of that. We are quite the pair so i found a nerdy college football fans dream twitter account today and i don't know if you saw what i posted but it was just fantastic i loved it where this guy he does all this analysis he's got these charts oh my goodness i don't remember his name or i would throw it out there I was in love with his Twitter account. So I'm going to imagine that I'm going to binge on all of that stuff at some point when I get the time.
0: And we we do have some ideas for the football lovers to talk about a good season for a team, a year, those sort of things. Um, Terry and I both pitched it and it will take research on both of our parts, but I would love to do a Mike Leach tribute show just because we think so highly of Mike Leach. We could do a whole episode on Mike Leach, And what he did with the air raid offense and what a pioneer he was, that sort of thing. Terry says, Terry says I can't do a Nick Saban show because he gets that once a week. So we're not going to do a Nick Saban (laughs) show. Um, You know, I I will accept that criticism, sir. That's probably (laughs) fair. Um, Just because he's the greatest of all time. Even he has to lose one every once in a while.
1: Um,
0: But we could get Terry to go the other way and go with the bear. Although he really doesn't like that because Auburn didn't have a chance against Bear Bryant and Alabama. Yeah, was,
1: <laughs> yeah, he definitely had more luck against Auburn than Nick Saban. Those you know, are the he had a big years. long streak. So I didn't have like to live the, through that, luckily. So I don't Auburn, remember it at least.
0: Horrible, horrible television series might be a top tip. Movies that we didn't watch that everybody else loved could be a top tip. Terry's favorite. Favorite Websites flavors of ice cream. For topography could be a top ten. This man loves maps. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Flavors of ice cream is legit, and we could qualify it with Briars, Bluebell, uh oh, Ben and man. Jerry's. I mean, you could get into some serious hey, you ice wanna, cream. You God. think
1: that people are going to argue with us on football stuff? We start talking flavors of ice cream. Yeah. We're going to get an uproar. I don't or, know. We'll figure or, out how we fit it in. <laughs> Best pizza.
0: Think about us because we're from the south. Oh God. Start talking barbecue with the local.
1: Oh, barbecue. Wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, your barbecue with the local.
1: Them boys Ouch. around
0: here in eastern North Carolina, we take our barbecue very seriously. Now, honestly,
1: very serious barbecue. I like our white sauce down here, but I do like the I like the vinegars. I'm not I'm not big on the sweet stuff. I do like the vinegar base. See, I grew up in the Midwest, so I'm all about Kansas City for
0: the sauce, mm-hmm. but I love the Memphis dry rub. I don't give a damn about the vinegar. Because if I'm gonna eat vinegar like barbecue, you better have two cups of damn coleslaw to go with it. And I'm gonna mix it all together and <laughs> eat it that way. But
1: um oh, no, man, we got... I, I can we... sense some episodes coming up right now already. Goodness. This That's what I'm saying. Good. We
0: got we got plans. Look, we're both wrestling fans. We might have a wrestling episode. Who knows? Um, So we're not going away. We're just changing because when we did this, remember, guys, we're very transparent on our show. We did it a week before
1: football started. Oh, yeah. It was like two weeks before. It's like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And then it's like already August or something.
0: Yep and here we are so we hope you've all enjoyed the ride we are going to get better
1: we've got production
0: things we're going to work on yeah i think broadening will help us you know um and i mean broadening topics because then we can get some more listeners that might have some better uh not better necessarily but more feedback criticism ideas things like that that we can use um as I've indicated, it's not a secret. I, I help produce, uh, or put together the Arn Anderson podcast. I help do the research for the Jake, the snake podcast. I see what people write about those. I give the feedback to the right people. I, I take the feedback if it. If it directly affects me, it's not something that we're afraid of. So if I'm boring, if I'm too, well, I would say if I'm boring, that's your problem. If I'm too profane, that's probably my problem, but
1: because <laughs> uh, there's no way top I'm ten, boring. Top 10 candle scents since you're bringing mm. that up. Yeah,
0: yeah. top 10 candle scents because Amy's got them lit for me all the time. All the time.
1: So I do and you, and might... you bring this up. You're on that side looking at feedback, but I listen to a different a lot of different types of podcasts. Obviously, I listen to football i listen to wrestling i listen to comedy i listen to a little bit of crime stuff i listen to a bourbon podcast that's a big shocker there i'm sure um
0: trump cast terry making yeah, his so, appearance.
1: I, so i do i do pay attention to how they do things and i go that's a pretty good idea maybe we can adopt that but you know we'll we'll eventually learn how to do this pretty well and um you don't know we'll see bring a little more variety into it um, hang on to football enough that we, um, that we are a football first podcast, not just during football season, but we'll keep it in there. And, um, we've gone a few weeks without a top 10, and I think we need to have a top 10 of some kind every week. Not next week though, because next week we're going to wrap things up. It's going to be all football. We'll go into a little more detail about what our plans are. And, um, you know, We'll welcome you back for whatever the future brings in 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. Any final thoughts uh, from this first episode in 2024, Andrew?
0: Until you said it, I've wrote 2024 on documents for the last three days. But yeah, it's 2024, guys. Hopefully, this year brings you whatever it is you want this year to bring you. Um, Terry actually inspired me along with Nebraska football, uh, which is shocking, I know. But people do New Year's resolutions, and by the 15th of January, they shot them to shit, they're done, they're gone, blah, blah, blah. So Terry has words that he uses, um, and there are several of our friends that use the same philosophy, that you pick a word, and, you know, that be the focal point of your year. And I think Terry's is build this year? Build, yep. Build? Build? And I'll share mine because I'm doing the same thing, but it's three words. It's day by day. And the thought process for this, because this is a football podcast, is Nebraska's three national championships were built day by day. And that is the name of the miniseries that documents the run in the 90s that the Cornhuskers had when they won the three national titles in four years, day by day. So That's he's m- much better at this than I am, but mine is day by day. And since this is a football podcast and it's, you know, a football thing, um, I thought well, I'd share works. it with everybody. That's what we're doing. So, and the, See, the I didn't even know for- that until
1: he just said that here, but I didn't know he the- had, he had picked that. And I'm glad. The I good news
0: first. for that, guys, is it's not too early for you to pick your own word or your That's resolution right. or whatever it is you want to do. If you want to make more money, put the plan together to make more money. If you want to find somebody to date or marry or whatever, put the plan together to do that. You know, and just remember that they're not always your plans that are the ones you need to focus on. There is something higher and greater than all of us. So, that being said, here's to 2024, buddy. Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Happy New Year. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. We are TNA Top 10 on all social media. I'm TWeave79. He's 30, year fan. We're available weekly where you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, and share. Thank you.